0: Ready to buy your first home? Want the 411 on how to buy and get the most house for your money? Welcome to the First Time Homebuyers Podcast, where you'll discover everything you ever wanted to know about buying your first home, but were afraid to ask. Now from Austin, Texas, here's your host, licensed realtor, Shane Blackshear. Hey everybody, welcome to the First Time Homebuyers Podcast. Um if you have listened in the past, you may have noticed that there's been a huge lapse in time between this episode and the last episode. The last episode I did was like over a year ago. Um you know, I the the reason for that is basically I just ran out of time to make new episodes, but um the the episodes before this one are what I would consider evergreen content, meaning they're going to be relevant no matter what, at least for a very long time in Texas, um, until some you know rules change and stuff like that. And I don't see any reason why that would happen, especially in the near future. So that's all information that's really useful if you are a Texas resident, and maybe even if you're not, um, for a very long time. So even though it's couple, it's a year old, or whenever you're listening to this in the future, it's probably still. Relevant and correct information. So there's that. Um, I wanted to take this episode to talk a little bit about the current market, especially right now in Austin, Texas, where I am. I can't speak to the market wherever you are if you're outside of Aust- the Austin area. Um, but this would apply to you if this criteria fits where you are. If it's a seller's market, um, so you know, meaning basically that, um sellers are getting whatever price they want to they're not having to lower having to lower their price Um, basically there are more buyers than there are sellers if that criteria fits where you are which it fits for us in Austin and then on top of that if the inventory is really low Um, so the definition of inventory means all the houses that are for sale now and the way they measure that is they say if today, if right now people stop listing houses, new houses on the market, and how long would it take for those houses that are already on the market to sell and for there to be no more houses left on the market to sell, if that makes sense? So for right now in Austin, the amount of inventory um, that was last measured, which would have been for the month of April, uh, was 2.3 months. So that means that in April, if um, no more houses were added on the market, and just with the houses that were left on the market, how long would it take for all of those to sell, all of them? Uh, 2.3 months. That's really, really low. That's super low. Um, So what that kind of does is, not only is it a seller's market, um, it's kind of a seller's market on steroids, does that mean it's a bad time for you to buy a house? Not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily because honestly here in Austin um it's going the, the property values are most likely going to keep going up. Even if you spend um a lot of money to get that house, it's still probably the value of that house is still probably just going to go up and it's going to be worth that much more a year from now. Um this was kind of the case last summer, but it's even more so now. And in fact, I, I think of this couple that I helped buy a house last summer. Um, boy, we had a rough go at it. I mean, we we saw some houses and we put offers in on several houses. And you know what happens in a market like this is um, the day a house goes on the market, we would go see it. We would put an offer in that day, most of the time for above asking price. And we would still be one of like 10 offers on the table. And even though we put an offer at an over asking price, we would still not get that house. And we did this a lot last summer with this couple. And finally, they got a house. They offered way above asking price because that's what they had to do to get the house. And now, a year later, the house is still worth a lot more than what they paid for it last summer. So it wasn't a bad idea. They didn't do poorly. Um, they felt like you know at the moment they may have felt like gosh we're really you know offering top dollar for this house they are they were but that didn't mean it was a bad idea it didn't mean they shouldn't do it it meant that's what it took to get into that house and so um and it wasn't a bad idea it wasn't they're not regretting that in fact they're thinking i saw them the other day like well we're so glad we did that because houses are so much more expensive than even what we paid for it last summer that's going to be the case this summer uh, so you know, my advice is number one: get a great agent who knows, who understands that market, and 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 you know, follow their advice. Don't do anything you're uncomfortable with, but follow their advice and stick with it. It's going to take some perseverance in this market, and you're probably not going to get the first house that you can that that you uh, put an offer in on. So I want to just offer some tips. Uh, based on what I've just told you about how to um, how to maneuver a market where it's a seller's market and the inventory is low, so basically for those of you in Austin, Texas, right now, here's some great information about how to navigate this market. So here are four things to keep in mind in this kind of market. Okay, uh, the num- the first one is really what I just mentioned: stick with it, persevere. Uh, listen, my clients last summer that I mentioned, they could have given up and they felt like giving up a lot of times. But because they persevered, they're now in a great house that they love and is worth a lot more than what they paid for it. And, and they could have easily given up, like I said. So stick with it. Persevere. It This will be a marathon. Okay? It will not be a sprint. It will be a marathon. So be prepared to to work at this for a couple of months probably And like I said, that will be exhausting, but I only tell you to stick with it because it will be worth it. It will be worth it. You do not want to keep renting in this kind of market. Rent is going up as well. So my first thing, stick with it. Persevere. All right. Second, shop for homes that are lower, that are priced lower than what you can afford. I know this is counterintuitive and you're out there and you're saying, look, I want to spend, you know, whatever. I want to spend $250,000 on a house and that's my limit you're going to need to shop for houses that are at least 240,000 that the asking price is 240,000 and maybe lower, maybe like 230. And you might say, Shane, I can afford so much more house than that. Like I could be looking at bigger houses, um, and nicer houses that are in my price range. Yes, but you won't be able to get those houses. Okay. And so, um, and, 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 Let me go on to number three and it'll explain why I'm telling you to look for houses that are lower than what you can afford, okay? Number three is don't ask for closing costs from the seller, all right? So a lot of my clients, they say, look, I'm going to offer closing, I'm going to offer asking price and then I'm going to ask the seller to pay for some closing costs, okay? You have to understand that to the seller, that's not asking price because they're looking at their net, their net profit. And they want to make the asking price, you know, minus they're going to have to pay the agents and that kind of thing. They have some closing costs on their end. And if you ask for them to pay closing costs, that's not the same thing as asking price. So even though it says asking price, if you're asking them to pay closing costs, it's not the same thing. And in this market, someone will give them asking price, if not over, And they will not ask for closing costs. So, in this market, you need to be able to one, pay for uh, closing costs yourself, um, or make up the difference and just add that on to the purchase price. But a lot of times, honestly, that's not gonna work because remember, you've got to make the, the price that you go under contract for has got to meet appraisal and so it can't be too inflated by closing costs. So really what needs to happen is you need to make a great offer at or above asking price in this market we've seen 15 and 20,000 over asking price. I know that's crazy, but it's just the reality. And then not ask for closing costs. Okay? It's just it's just a strike against you in the mind of that seller who's deciding on who they're going to sell their house to. So don't ask for closing costs. And that's why you go back to number two that I said, why you need to shop for a house lower than what you can afford. Because think about it. If it's listed, if you're if you if the top of what you can spend is $250, then you need to look at that house that's um, for sale for $230 so that you can offer $10K, $15K over the asking price and have enough money left over to pay for your own closing costs, which... And again, um, I think we talked about this in one of the previous episodes about closing costs. Um, get that number from your lender. They'll be able to tell you most accurately what your closing costs are going to be. Those can be anywhere from 1% to 3% of the asking price, of the contract price. So they can get pretty pricey. Um, you know, if you're in this scenario that we're using, if it's a $250,000 house, uh, so that's going to be six $9,000. That's a lot of money. So keep that in mind and that's why you need to shoot lower than what you can afford because you're going to have to pay out all these out-of-pocket things and uh, keep, keep that in mind, okay? Okay, so just to recap, number one, stick with it. Persevere. Two, shop for houses that are lower than you can afford. Number three, don't ask for closing costs. And number four, I will say, when, once you get under contract... Um, you're going to have a slight, have to have a slightly different mindset about your inspection. Because in the past, you could, you get that inspection, and I've said this before, there will be things wrong in the inspection. There will probably be a lot of things wrong with the inspection. That's very, very normal. In the past, when it wasn't a seller's market, when the inventory wasn't so low, uh, you could nitpick about these little things. Um, but in this market, you can't so much. If it's something you can't live with, that you absolutely cannot live with, that's dangerous or something like that, then you know negotiate to try to either get the person to the seller to fix it, or to pay half of what it costs to fix it, or to credit you back that money at closing so that you can fix it, something like that. Um, but otherwise, man, learn to live with those little imperfections because the seller has little incentive in this market to. Um, To make those repairs for you. So keep that in mind and be prepared to live with some things that maybe you weren't prepared to live with in the past or that buyers in the past haven't had to be prepared to live with, if that makes sense. So again, it may seem like, gosh, Shane, you're telling me all this stuff that uh, is not going in my favor, all these things that I have to live with and give up. I wouldn't be telling you to go ahead and do this if I didn't think it would be worth it in the future. And in Austin, Texas, I really believe, and and there are no guarantees, so I could be wrong, but I really believe it's still going to be worth it in the long run. Your house is still gonna be worth so much more, and you're gonna be off better off so much more financially if you um if you go ahead and buy and stop paying rent that you'll never see again, but go ahead and get into a house. Okay, that's it. I'm hoping to be able to, um, you know, pick this podcast back up, maybe do an episode every month or so, something like that. And, uh, you know, keep producing content. So if you're listening, thank you. Uh, For those of you who have contacted me and said, hey, I just listened to your podcast. Um, Thank you for what you do. I'm so thankful that you took time to do that. And I really greatly appreciate it. Remember, um, wherever you are, if you are having trouble finding an agent or if you just don't even know where to start, um, shoot me an email. I'll be glad to do the homework for you. I, In many of the areas around the country, I already have an agent that I would could recommend to you. And if not, um, I know how to vet them for you. So come to me and uh, I will get a referral fee for that. So just to be upfront about that. Um, but I won't recommend anyone to you whom I would not use myself. So, um, you know, if you've come to trust me, then, um, then, then you know, come to me and I'll, I'll help you find a, a realtor um, and give you some pointers. Remember, you can contact me at shane.blackshear at kw.com. That's shane, S-H-A-N-E, dot blackshear, B-L-A-C-K-S-H-E-A-R, at kw.com. And, uh, hey, for those who are in the Austin area, I have a first-time homebuyers class coming up on June 30th. You can uh, come and be a part of that class. And um, my, you can go get there, find out the details online by going to FirstTimeHomebuyerGuy, all one word, FirstTimeHomebuyerGuy.com, and, uh, and find out the details for that. And if you're listening to this and um, you want to go to the class um, shoot me an email and I will give you a code for, so that you can go for free as my guest to thank you for listening to this podcast. So uh, please remember that's going to be in Austin, uh, June 30th, 2014. If you or someone you know wants to go, please contact me and uh, you know tell your friends, please spread the word. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, friends, um, uh, that's it. I'll see you next time.